On your Thursday episode of Locked on Raptors, it continues to be very much late August in the offseason, and so we're going to have a little fun going back in the vault, looking back at the best player to wear each uniform number in Toronto Raptors history, inspired by a piece, a series of pieces written by today's guest, Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic. Let's get to it. Who's the best double zero in Raptors history? Is it Chris Garner? We'll find out. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours! We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here! going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, August the 31st. September is nearly upon us, which means the month in which media day and training camp begins is upon us as well. It's very exciting, but we're still deep in the offseason, so we got a little fun stuff planned for today to get you through the slog of non-basketball times. Either way, I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. Soon, I will get to say I've been covering them for 10 seasons, which will make me feel very, very old. You can find me over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube each and every day. And of course, come hang out in our Lockdown Raptors Discord. The link is in the description of the podcast. we got a great little community building around the show. We're going to have a fantasy league or five uh, going into this season as well which will be tons of fun. Uh, you get to compete and probably beat me, uh, which is very fun. People love to beat me in fantasy sports because I'm not very good at them. Either way, come hang out in the Discord. We'd love to see you in there. Link in the description as always. If it's expired, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or on Twitter and I will get it to you. All right. On today's show, we are digging into the series of pieces written by today's guest, ranking the best player at every uniform number in Toronto Raptors history. It is a wonderful, it's like my favorite kind of episode where I just get to scroll basketball reference and remember guys. It's the best, and also the best is Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic. Jamar, what's going on, buddy? I've been good. It's been a while since I've been on. It has been a bit. We uh, we had a little bit of a schedule thing in the last week before coming on. That's fine. That means we get two of you this week. It's very exciting. We get Jamar today and tomorrow as we're going to run through his series of pieces. Try to get as far as we can through all of the various uniform numbers worn by Toronto Raptors players over the years. Uh, Jamar, what was your inspiration to do this series of pieces, by the way? The link you can go find in the description for all the pieces. Go check them out. Um, but uh, well, what was your inspiration? Is it just like it's the summer? and you felt like remembering some dudes? No, I actually thought about this, I want to say around December. Just the idea popped up in my head. And then it's just like, I didn't want to do it then because obviously we're still in the middle of the season. So they were playing such entertaining basketball at the time, (laughs) right? So Right, right. (laughs) So yeah, I just decided to wait. And then I, I, I kept teasing it on here. And then I decided to wait till the playoffs, and then that didn't happen. And then I decided to wait just before the finals, and then that didn't happen. And then I'm like, okay, it's now August. Well, I think I started end of July, but it's the most dead time of the year. Free agency is done. Rumors have been beaten to death. Damian Lillard's still a blazer. 
<laughs> so uh I <laughs> and will okay, be now, for the rest of time now's the perfect time now i do have to give a shout out to uh bradshaw furlong someone i work with at tsn mm-hmm. i was an idiot and i just originally i was just going to drop the full list because mm-hmm. i i sat there and i was brainstorming and he was there with me and then i'm, I'm starting to write this up and i'm like holy crap this is a lot of work it's like you're gonna do this all at once <laughs> and it's like He's like, why don't you break it up? It's like, shoot, you're I'm an idiot, man. You, like, you're totally right. So then that, you gotta give more content to the folks, but you gotta put more yeah. in the trough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I originally had it in four parts and then I extended it to five parts. But I was, yeah, that was I was just gonna drop it all at once. And with and that would have been the longest article of all time because each article is about is like at least like 1500 words so <laughs> what am i doing here that would have been like a 7000 word article that one like no you got to take it a little bit at a, at a time so i have to give a, a big shout out to him because i was not using my brain as someone who uh, has put together the ranking every raptor list a few times uh, i appreciate the the breaking it up it certainly keeps your sanity together because uh, yeah. those things get long too by the way uh, friday will be the next installment of ranking every raptor keep an eye out for that sometime in the afternoon i'm very excited to drop the next installment there okay jamar let's uh dive in shall we we've got a whole lot of players 269 players to be exact who have worn various numbers 291 number combinations in raptors history meaning some guys have flip-flopped move around obviously a couple you know multi-stint raptors have changed their numbers etc etc uh but let's just dive in we'll try to plow through as many of these as possible uh i'm gonna skip double zero or we can quickly go over it but uh i mentioned it off the top that's not the most interesting one here uh you've got chris garner who played like a 30 game Games as a diminutive backup point guard for the Toronto Raptors. He was actually ranked in my ranking every Raptor uh, section in part two, which means he's not anywhere near the top. And then Eric Montross, who I feel like is one of those names who just, it's always there in the ether for people who watched the early 2000s Raptors. Eric Montross, a couple seasons with the team. Uh, this was an easy one, I'm assuming. Eric Montross, any grand Eric Montross memories? We're starting the podcast with Eric Montross. This is maybe <laughs> not the best idea, but what you got? <laughs> Uh, speaking of Eric Montrose, he was one of the guys where I tried to find a video highlight for each person, <laughs> and some of those were rather difficult. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Montrose I ended up finding, but it wasn't the easiest guy to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Jones used to do a segment, uh, what was it called, uh, Off the Hardwood. So he mm-hmm. had an episode of him and Michael Bradley, so I just found a, found a, a random <laughs> basket of him there. So just there you go. Just a, you random know, basket. Random, it, like, run-of-the-mill, two-handed dunk off an offensive rebound. He got yeah, a lot. It's like, like Pixar didn't happen. In this case, it's like Vizzer didn't happen. So yeah. I got one. Eric so Montrose, congrats. Uh, we're moving on now to number yeah. zero, where we've got a pretty interesting collection of dudes. You chose C.J. Miles in your piece. we got Marco Bellinelli, James Johnson, Jared Sullinger, C.J. Miles, and Terrence Davis. Um, it does feel like C.J. Miles is the clear answer here. I know some people will say James Johnson was good. Uh, in fact, he was bad. And also, this in- coincided with his 2011 stint with the team, where he wore number zero, uh, where he wasn't especially good. Um, he was never especially good. Stop pretending James Johnson was good. Uh, any thoughts on this one here? C.J. Miles, of course, uh, part of the bench mob. That's probably the thing that puts him over the top here, right? Mm-hmm. All these other guys were on, uh, you know, either 
you know, Terrence Davis was on a very good version of the Raptors, but in kind of a, a sparing role, and then was awful in his second season to the point that he got moved on top of all of the off-court stuff. Yeah. And then Jared Selinger played like 11 games and was supposed to be the power forward answer. Yeah, remember when we waited Pascal half Siakam. a season? Yeah, when Pascal <laughs> was starting at power forward in a uh, 2016-17 season, and we're like, oh, you know, Jared Selinger, when he comes back, you know, he's going to be our starting power forward. And then he came back and he's like, oh. This is not yeah. the guy that would drop 20, 20 games when he played for the Celtics against us. <laughs> not not the best. Uh, yeah, I think CJ Miles is the correct answer there. I, I can't yeah. really. As much as I, I, I like Marco Bellinelli as a dude, he did not have nearly enough run with the team. Let's go to number one, which is interesting, because obviously Tracy McGrady is the answer here. Like, you can't really argue with that, I would say. But there are a lot of dudes who have worn the number one for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the exact number is something like 13. Tracy McGrady, Chris Childs, Chris Jeffries, Rod Strickland, Omar Cook, PJ Tucker, Primoz Brezic, Roko Ukic, Jarrett Jack, Justin Dentman, Dominic McGuire, Jason Thompson, Patrick McCaw, Paul Watson, Armani Brooks, Goran Dragic, and Will Barton. Uh, any of those guys not named Tracy McGrady that you had like, you know what, it would be fun to put this guy first even though it's wrong. Like, who would you have as the second best guy of this bunch? Because it's, a, it's an interesting cast of guys who... Did some stuff, but were never especially good. Is it Chris Childs? No, I would do Jared Jack. Uh, yeah, he he was he was pretty solid. Uh, I, I think that was at the tail end of the Bosch era, and just a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. Now he he put up solid numbers for the Raptors, so that would be like my honorable mention. But no, this this is clearly T Mac. But speaking of T Mac, another well, uh, another reason why he's one or. I guess people would expect them to be one is, and it's kind of a pet peeve. You, you see those annoying, um, who's the best Raptors of all time. There'll mm. be like six different options and people still have T-Mac there. Yeah. It's I'm crazy. Talk- it's truly I, it, insane. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it, it bothers me so much, but no, outside of that. Tell me you don't, didn't actually watch the Raptors or haven't watched the Raptors without telling me you haven't watched the Raptors. Yeah. I, I know. I know. But you know, T-Mac was blossoming in his, in, in the 2000 season. And it's kind of a shame that they lost him, you know, and he, he kind of regretted leaving. He's, he's talked about that before, you know, we just got a little taste of him and Vince playing together and yeah. yeah. What could have been? Oh, well. Yeah, he and like don't don't kid yourself. He was good with the Raptors, but he was nowhere near the player he ended up becoming. And no. it's I think it's actually stealing valor for Raptors fans to be like Tracy McGrady was amazing for us. No, he was fine. Uh, and Butch Carter hated him, uh, and that maybe that's why he didn't get the run. That well, he one deserved, of the coolest numbers with one of the coolest numbers with him though, because uh, he's playing he's splitting minutes in guard and four, and dude mm-hmm. averaged nearly two blocks a game on the wing. In that 2000 season, that Tracy that's McGrady really was really cool, man. Yeah, that, really that's really cool. hard to do on the wing. So that was impressive, for sure. Uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna we we've got three numbers done. We've got 98 to go. We will come back on the other side and start breezing through these a little bit more. Uh, before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel, who are the number one sports book in all the land. You gotta go check them out because right now is a wonderful time as you're getting ready for NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. 
That's an incredible deal. Sunday Ticket is not cheap, and this is just an amazing way to get $100 off of your NFL Sunday Ticket for the 2023 season. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from sp- uh, spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. We know Jamar is going to want to watch his Bengals and his Panthers, I think, uh, and he's going to want this Sunday Ticket offer. You should, too. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we continue you have on the two here. Teams. You have the two teams down. That is correct. I I knew I had the, the like something close. I knew the Bengals. I wasn't totally sure about the Panthers because why would anybody care about the Panthers, huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. They were cool with Cam Newton and at a time uh, and all of that. We're not here to talk about the NFL though. We're here to talk about uh, weird Raptors esoterica. Let's go to number two. The best Toronto Raptor to wear number two, obviously Kawhi Leonard. We know this, but. This is a really fun number in Raptors history. Some interesting dudes, some fun little stat factoids. You've got Oliver Miller, who, of course, like led the charge for the Raptors alongside Damon Stoudemire in the game over the 72-win Bulls. That was super fun. You got Vashawn Leonard, who I thought was a delight to watch and was a really cool player for a long time. An NBA 2K wizard or NBA Live 05 wizard. You just throw him in, he's going to hit 50% of his threes. It was great. You got Gennaro Pargo, who was in the NBA for it feels like 30 35 years. Derek Martin hitting maybe the biggest three in Toronto Raptors history before (laughs) the year 2013, keeping that streak that we all really cared about alive way back in the day. Uh, You got James Johnson again. You've got Landry Fields, uh, you know, of PlayStation Portable commercial uh, or PS Vita (laughs) commercial fame. You've got PJ Tucker, Nigel Hayes, the franchise's all time leader in field goal percentage, two for two. Can't beat that. Uh, you got Jalen Harris as well. Was there anyone here other than Kawhi Leonard who piqued your interest, not as number one, but potentially as a number two runner-up honorable mention type? I mean, there's a sizable gap here. But, um, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, like Vashawn Leonard maybe. But uh, the th- uh, quick note about Oliver Miller. He's one of those Raptors that wore numerous numbers. So uh, mm-hmm. he was wearing 25, no, third oh, Jesus. I think he was wearing... <laughs> I get, I get mixed up sometimes. I think he was wearing number 30 the mm-hmm. year, the, the first year of the Raptors where they beat the Bulls, and then he switched to two. Mm-hmm. But he was better at 30. Yeah. I actually gave some serious consideration, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll get to Oliver Miller 2.0 a little bit later on. Let's uh, <laughs> go to number three. Uh, another interesting collection of dudes. A lot of them not great. You got Tracy Murray, I believe, in his second stint with the team. You yes. got OG Ananobi. You've got another James Johnson. You've got Nando DiColo. You've got Kyle Lowry back in 2013. Gary Forbes, for whom uh, the Raptors received Kyle Lowry in a trade. Marcus Banks, Hassan Adams, Juan Dixon, Lauren Woods. Uh, I mentioned Tracy Murray, Haywood Workman, now a ref, Mark Baker, one of my favorite weird Raptors of all time, the guy who played exactly two career NBA minutes after plugging his way through seven weird leagues to make it to the NBA, age 29, played two minutes in a loss to the Wizards and never played again, Uh, Chauncey Billups, Jean Tabak, Um, Kyle Lowry did not get the call for you here, it was in fact OG, I think that's right, because Kyle only had the one year as number three. But is Kyle the number two, number three in Raptors history? That was confusing phrasing, but I think you get where I'm going here. Um, after OG, is it number three, Kyle Lowry, back from 2012-13? I would agree so. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, 
probably yeah he probably put up the best numbers out of everybody else on that list mm -hmm. but obviously everybody remembers that Kala is uh uh shoot i can't yeah there we go there's my finger yes you remember him as number seven <laughs> not number three so i'm gonna give that number to og yeah it's a damn shame kyle's not gonna be number one when we get to seven on account of andrea bargnani but uh by the way, the way the cookie crumbles this is the last iteration of james johnson you wear three different numbers zero two and three so no more james johnson talk <laughs> thank god but uh, that is that, that is the cock it, cock it back and uh damn it i forget the phrase Cock that joint back and bang, and bang on, him. on him. That's it. That yes, he was wearing number three. That was probably the uh, the the best of James Johnson wearing number three. Yes. Uh, let's go to number four. Chris Bosh, obviously the answer here. Yep. Scotty Barnes, of course, early in his career, there's a chance. Rondé Hollis Jefferson could have been this if he just did what he does for FIBA uh, at all times for the Raptors. Um, you got Lorenzo Brown. You've got Luis Scola, who is the closest embodiment of my own pickup game. 2016 Raptors, Luis Scola. Um, you got Jelani McCoy, Sharon Wright, Vincenzo Esposito, Michael Stewart. Uh, Bosh is obviously it. What would you peg as like, the likelihood, the odds that Scotty Barnes one day supplants Chris Bosch as the best number four in Toronto Raptors history, Jamar. Oof, that's going to take a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, he's going to have to be the number one guy uh, for a number of seasons and have some sort of success and be an all-star and mm -hmm. probably an all-NBA player that Bosch was. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of ground to cover for Scotty to catch up with Bosch. Uh, we not too long ago we had the conversation of like you know your top five Raptors and is Pascal past Bosch? I think he has at this point. But yeah. so yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of a while for Scotty, but it's possible. It is possible. Yeah, I mean the the runway absolutely is there for him to kind of you know compile some stats. He's off to a very good start. I think we're probably going to get a pretty good idea this year of yeah. whether Scotty Barnes has a chance of kind of jumping into those sort of upper echelon of Raptors history. Obviously, it's not going to be the be-all, end-all. He's 22. It's not going to be like this season is, oh, do or die, he must be a star, or he's bad. But, uh, you know, you're in year three. you got to start sort of compiling and, and, and tracking down Chris Bosh at some point. And this will be, I think, a pretty telling year as to whether or not that's going to happen. Let's go to number five. Uh, you had Jalen Rose as the mm -hmm. pick here. Pretty easy, I'd say. There is one active Toronto Raptor who wears number five. That's Precious Achua, of course. Other names include Bruno Caboclo, Damari Carroll, Austin Day, John Lucas III, Jared Bayless. I'm just helping you out with your hoop grids <laughs> right now by naming all these guys. I was about to mention this. Like, this is just... <laughs> hoop grids has been really popular over the last month, especially a few weeks ago. You're just giving mm -hmm. them all the content. That's hey, we're we're happy to help people uh, and their brain worms and you know, helping them to remember guys. But yeah, Precious Achua, right now, uh, is the the lone active number five, the lone guy with a chance of potentially supplanting Jalen Rose as the best number five in Raptors history. What odds would you peg at that? Like, what's your optimism level of Precious Achua? Obviously, crowded front court last year was a weird up and down season. There were some nice highs, there were some real lows. Uh, not the season that he put together the year prior that had us all very, very excited, frothing at the mouth even over the potential of Precious Achua. Um, you know, I think role player duty is probably where he's bound, but you can be a very good role player for a long time and move yourself up into upper echelon territory. It's not like Jalen Rose was any great shakes. For the Raptors, he was just no. the best they had at that time, yeah. uh, outside of Chris Bosh and you know the, the, the very end of the Vince Carter era. Where are you at with uh, with Precious Achua's chances of maybe becoming that best number five? 
five is attainable. Precious just needs to be consistent over a, a, a few seasons and, um, you know, put up some, you know, consistent numbers and, mm-hmm. you know, we can contribute to winning, you know, maybe get to the playoffs again or something like that. I mean, for five is attainable. Five is not a hard, I mean, a high bar to reach. Rose, no. uh, I think he led, I think he led the Raptors in scoring one year, the year after the year Vince left. But yeah. these were bad Raptors teams that did not make So bad, man. Yeah. I, I wish I had better associations with Jalen Rose because he's cool. Very cool player. Uh, but I just associate him. Always with, has uh, good things to say about Toronto. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, again, I, I wish I had better, like, on-court memories with Jalen Rose, but I mostly just remember uh, him kind of over-dribbling and ball-hogging and getting blown by by Kobe Bryant 4,000 times in the 82-point game. 81-point game? 82? 81. 81, that's right. Uh, let's go to number six. Kind of a grim one. Jerome Moiso, Luke Jackson, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Alan Anderson, Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph gets the nod for you. Did any part of you want to go Alan Anderson, who had some pops no. for a very bad version of the Raptors? No. Duh. Actually, <laughs> actually, I gave Jermaine O'Neal some thought, even though he only played half a season. Oh, man. Season. But no, got to go Corey. Corey, uh, you know, solid backup point for a couple Raptor playoff teams. He, uh, his best moment was probably a game winner against the Wizards in the corner. Avenging a- the sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he hit a corner three to, you know, get, give Raptors the win. That's probably his best moment. But, yeah, it was cool to have a Canadian play significant minutes for the Raptors. So, Corey did that, especially when Kyle was out his second year. He yeah. had to start for, like, like 20 games or something. And he was, he was pretty solid, so. He was kind of the first, like, with all due respect to Jamal McGlure, uh, Corey Joseph was kind of the first, like, impactful Canadian on the Raptors, exactly. right? Like, yeah. that, was, that was cool to see. He had himself some moments. By the end, I think it was uh, time to move on. You know, they had the the Fred Van Vliet and the, the DeLon Wright kind of up-and-coming yeah. core of guards. But, yeah, uh, shout out Corey Joseph. He was fun. Cool having him on the team. And I think he's still in the NBA. Good good for him. Uh, yeah. Number seven, obviously Kyle Lowry. Let's go for who's number two. You've got Alvin Robertson, you know, led the team in scoring in his first in the first ever game, was a big part of that inaugural team. Benoit Benjamin, Clifford Rozier, D. Brown, Keon Clark, Nate Huffman, Andrea Bargnani. Does it is it just Bargnani by like accrual of numbers? I kind of hate it, but I kind of think that's yeah, right. yeah. I mean, Bargnani obviously he didn't meet the expectations, especially being a number one pick. But, yeah, but he did have a season where he was averaging over twenty a game. So yeah. it, it is Bargnani. But shout out to Keon Clark because I'll never forget that dunk over Sean Bradley, where Ooh. I don't even know. Well, it was one of those throw-in dunks by the extension over like a seven-six guy, and he had like mm-hmm. such long limbs and everything. That was that was spectacular. That was one of my favorite Raptor dunks in game. The, the official Ever. position of Lockdown Raptors is that those are not dunks. Like throw-in dunks are actually floaters. Uh, you know, really. Congrats what's, to Blake Griffin what's floating? for what's floating like, in that. Uh, it's it's putting the ball in without touching the rim. You float the ball in. It's just it's a more aggressive kind of floater. But uh, <laughs> like I think Dwight Howard won a dunk contest throwing it in. Nope. Okay. It's not. It's not the for layup dunk contest. contest. It's not the floater contest. For dunk contest, <laughs> I'm more picky about that. But mm. uh, I, I see what you're saying. But I mean, it's over. It's a jump shot, man. It's just a. It's a stylized jump shot. (laughs) This is my strongest opinion I'm gonna have all day. 
We're going to come back on the other side, get into numbers eight through whatever we can get through here on part one of our look back at the best player at each number in Toronto Raptors history. Before we do that, however, just a reminder, go check out Locked On Blue Jays. The Jays won yesterday, but they still drive me crazy. They're probably driving you crazy, too, if you're a Jays fan. Uh, So go check out Craig Ballard as he is documenting the crazy, digging into the injuries and the managerial choices and the pinch running controversies and all the stuff that make this Blue Jays season just so darn fun. Go check out Lockdown Blue Jays wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, let's go to number eight. This is, uh, again, pretty obvious, I'd say. You've got Jermaine Jackson. You've got Jose Calderon. You've got Bismack Biombo. You got Jordan Lloyd, Malachi Flynn, Sam Decker, and Ron Harper Jr. The last three guys, I guess all, I mean, I guess Flynn and Harper in theory stand a chance of one day grabbing the title if things really turn around here. It's obviously Calderon at number eight. Did you give any thought? to either Bismack Biombo for his delightful one season in Toronto or to Jordan Lloyd for just being in the Kawhi Leonard crouching in the corner photo, one of the most indelible images in Toronto Raptors history. I did give Bismack a shout out for that season. I totally forgot which number Jordan Lloyd wore. And for uh, Calderon, I, uh, the video selection, I mean, there's a lot of different choices I could have picked for Calderon, but just to just show how his fight is just his competitiveness is fired my favorite clip from jose is uh i think it was the height of the celtics big three era uh mm. kevin garnett is just being incredibly annoying just clapping in his face talking trash and all that stuff and then jose i believe he sets up a three uh the other way and then he just starts talking right back to kg i thought that was just awesome you know it was at a point where you know, the Raptors are expected to get punked by the Celtics. And the fact that, you know, you have Jose going right back at KG, who was still, you know, in kind of MVP fashion at that time. I thought that was really cool. So that was my clip that I picked. Jose rocked. Uh, honestly, right now, I know he was not the greatest defensive player in the world. That's fine. But if you could pull any Raptors point guard from history, and it's not Kyle Lowry because he's the obvious answer, but if you could pull any Raptors point guard and put him on this version of the team to enhance this version of the team... Jose's the guy. Like, he would be awesome with this version of the team with the amount of defensive insulation he would have, um, you know, not having to be on the ball all the time. He could, you know, do his catch-and-shoot three-point shooting thing. He could do his 99% from the line thing. Uh, Man, would have been... That'd be nice. Can we get Prime Jose on this team? That would be uh, very, very cool. Let's go to number nine. This is obvious. Serge Ibaka by a mile. Uh, the, The rest of the competition, not much of it. Tony Massenberg, Sharon Wright, Roy Rogers, Cornell David, Rick Brunson, Pop So, Maceo Bastin, Joey Dorsey, Rasul Butler, rest in peace, and DJ Wilson. Let's just talk about Serge for a sec. Uh, Serge rocks. He might be like a top five all-time Raptor for me when it's all said and done. Like, he's just... I And I never expected the joy that Serge Ibaka would bring to Toronto. It, it was like kind of a trade at the time in that 16-17 season where the Raptors were kind of spinning their wheels, looked like it was maybe going off the rails. It was kind of an awkward fit with Jonas. They made it work. You know, obviously he ended up being so pliable and versatile and open to playing in different roles and was an instrumental cog in the championship run had, uh, you know, what about scarves and the whole, uh, you know, how hungry are you thing and everything he had going on. Just an absolutely delightful player to watch. He's the kind of player I think you watch sports for to have on your team. Uh, any thoughts on Serge Ibaka, the clear best number nine in Toronto Raptors history? Uh, he's probably the most fun player 
in Raptors history. Mm-hmm. In just terms of, on like anything on the court, off the court. I Joy actually, elicited per day. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually went to there. Indiana during the Raptors uh, franchise best 15 game win streak. I, I should have oh. had my scarf with me. I bought a scarf because at that time that was when it was in. I have this elaborate scarf that I've only worn once and it was at that <laughs> game. And they won and that was like the late comeback, right? Where Serge hit the three? No, that was the game before because they played them twice. Oh, you went to Indiana. I went to Indiana. Oh. And I was, yeah, it was just because we went on our, back then we used to go on road trips like sure. every year. And we just, Indiana happened to be the year and they won that game too. And then I remember the, uh, obviously I didn't see that being there, but he had an encore interview afterwards on ESPN and they were asking him about drip and, and you know who has the most money on the team? And he's like, I don't do drip. I don't do drip. I don't do fashion. I do art. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the best. Oh my gosh, Serge is amazing. And That's you saw, a... you saw how much uh, he was loved. I'm wearing a WNBA hoodie. Uh, yeah. WNBA was in Toronto all over the summer, and Serge was there. And the ovation he got once you was know, he nuts. was announced was incredible. So yeah. Um, he's going to be like one of those lifer, like, I, I know he started with the Thunder, played a lot of years with the Thunder. I feel like he's going to be most associated as a Raptor, like yeah. his career, which is yeah. very cool. Um, God, I love Serge Ibaka the best. I was wearing his Jersey on the beach in Tofino, British Columbia. And I felt like a damn King while I was on vacation. Um, number 10 is very easy. Milt Palacio, Euro slow car, DeMar DeRozan. We don't got to waste time talking. We love DeMar. He's very obviously the best number 10 My in favorite Raptors rapper. history. Uh, Milt Palacio, almost there. Very close. Uh, he, you know, had he not shot 31% or whatever from the field over his time, he might've had a shot at this one. Let's go to number 11. Uh, you got Nigel Knight. You got Lindsey Hunter. You've got Rafer Alston, TJ Ford, Linus Klaza, Shamori Pons, Justin Champagny, and Joe Wieskamp. Apparently, don't wear the number 11 if you're a Raptor in the 2020s because you will not be very good and you will be cast aside quickly. Um, TJ Ford was the guy you picked here. Yeah. Rafer Alston, I think, deserves close, a shout. Close runner very up. Very cool player. Yeah, close runner up. Um, it's weird because I wanted to get Rafer on this list. We're going to get more into Rafer at number 12 because he also mm. wore that number. Yeah. But unfortunately, he got beat out of two different spots. But TJ, you have to remember, Rafer was cool. Obviously, you know, and one, skip to my Lou. Uh, but you have to remember, TJ kind of got here for a reason because Rafer yeah. was given the starting keys and then they figured out that was not going to work. And then they <laughs> traded Charlie B for TJ, they, so, who was a more reliable point guard. And then obviously TJ got supplanted by Jose. But mm-hmm. that that, that kind of – that's kind of all the all you need to know that, that this was TJ's spot. But very cool player. Rafer was, was very fun to watch. Yeah, like Rafer, cool player. I'm not sure if good player would really sum up his uh, his time with the Raptors. TJ Ford was legit good, and I will yeah. never uh, tire of hearing Chuck, Chuck Swirsky call him the fastest player in the NBA. The best. <laughs> um, let's go to number 12. We have a couple more here to, to rattle through, and then we'll push the rest to the next part as we will get into more sparingly used numbers in Toronto Raptors history. Number 12, you mentioned Rafer Elston. He's there. Donald White signed John Thomas, my first favorite Toronto Raptor, wrote a piece 
piece about it for Raptors.com back during the pandemic. You can go check that out. Uh, Michael Curry, Andre Barrett, Rasha Nesterovich, Ronald Dupree, Trey Johnson, and O'Shea Brissett. Uh, you picked Rasha here. I think that is right, as yeah. only he and John Thomas of all these players played more than one season with the Raptors. Rasha, of course, had a couple stints. This covered his 2007 through 2010 stint with the Raptors, in which he was yeah. just like rock solid, man. Yeah. Love me some Rasha. Yeah, he was a starter for that uh, play that resurgent playoff team in um 07. Mm -hmm. And this is the uh, other part of Rafer because um he wore twelve his first stint with the Raptors yes. when he had, he was a rather unknown and came in ten day during, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the season where the Raptors lost like fifty five or fifty seven games, and then they ended up getting Chris Bosh. So he mm -hmm. came and played a few games, but no, that number belongs to Rasho. So basically, Rafer's kind of a runner up in both cases. But sorry. Yeah, tough stuff for Skip to my Lou. Um, you know, as far as uh, players who wore and one, uh, number one, uh, although I guess Fred Van Vliet is an and one guy now too, or was an and one guy for a hot second there, right? Am I crazy? Am I, I can't wrong? remember. I can't or is remember. Is and one still a thing? I don't know. Uh, let's go. And, and one's done though, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> what a shame. Let's go to uh, number 13, a uh, heavily used number in Toronto Raptors history. And This honestly, is the first legit de debate. This is the first time I've like openly disagreed with your choice. You chose Jerome Williams, Junkyard mm -hmm. Dog, Dog, a man who once, when I was working for a radio station, called him to set him up for an interview, and he barked at me on the phone. Uh, one of the highlights of my career. Uh, you picked Jerome Williams. Also on this list, Doug Christie, Mark Jackson, Mike James, Linton Johnson, Patrick O'Brien, David Anderson, Sebastian Telfair, Dwight Bikes, Malcolm Miller, David Johnson. I think the two you're looking at here, maybe three if you want to include Mike James because of how uh, weird and delightful that one season of Mike James was, uh, are Doug Christie, Jerome Williams, and Mike James. And I actually yeah. disagree with Jerome Williams. I think Doug Christie is the clear <laughs> answer here. I actually changed my pick. I had Doug Christie and then mm. I flipped it to Jerome Williams. And I think I put on the article, I'm okay with you disagree here. Mm. I went with Jerome Williams because not just, obviously if you're just talking raw numbers on the court, uh, it's Doug Christie. He played five seasons. Uh, he was, a, he was a starter on the first Raptor playoff team in 2000. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike James, you know, I, I know he averaged one season. Uh, he came one season, he averaged 20 points a game because somebody had to score on that 0506 Raptors team. He put the but, ball in the hole at an incredible rate. Yeah. But for <laughs> me, it was between Christie and Jerome Williams. And I went with JYD because he was also a part of a couple Raptors te playoff teams, but also I kind of bought into the popularity. He's mm. one of the more popular Raptors, uh, just off the court. Um, he's someone that still reps the Raptors to this day. So yeah, that is a very controversial pick. But if we're, just, I kind of factored in other stuff besides on court play. Mm -hmm. So uh, because of that, I gave JYD the nod. But I can totally understand Doug Kersey. This is the first one of. Like a few of them that made me think, but this one's the first one that made me like. Yeah, Doug Christie. I think I have Doug Christie like in like near my top twenty of all time Raptors. Like okay. he had 
for someone to have longevity in that early run of the team is pretty impressive. And he had yeah. that. Um, he was for a very long time the team's leader in steals until Kyle Lowry surpassed him, I believe, in his last season with the Raptors or his second to the last. Um, like it, that, was, yeah. it was quite a long time as, as Doug Christie held that title. Um, and I just, you know, yes, former Lockdown Raptors guest Doug Christie. Does this give him a bit of a boost? Maybe. Um, but I, I just think he that. was, yeah, he was a real backbone of that team early on. And I think... He gets forgotten because those teams were so crappy. But if he were on like a better version of the team, if he was on like the Chris Bosch version of the Raptors or was there for the 2001 team, I yeah. feel like Doug Christie would be more fondly remembered. He's kind of a victim of being on some really, really awful teams that Isaiah Thomas was running into the ground and all That's that. That's also fair. That's yeah. also fair. Well, we're going to leave it there today, Jamar. We've got a lot more to get to. We've got through the first 13, which is kind of the heaviest section of this anyway. Uh, but we'll continue on tomorrow um, with, uh, with with part two. Jamar, anything you want to promote? Obviously, the, the link for this article is in the description. But anything else you got cooking? Uh, not right now. But yeah, this was a five-part series. If you wanted to check it out on Raptors Republic, you, like you said, the link's there. And then you can also check my other work on Twitter. Um, with link to all my uh raptors republic stuff is there jamar bh so but right now i don't have anything cooking i'm just in, um, enjoying watching canada basketball play so hell yeah awesome uh we will leave it there then thank you so much for jumping on and listening in to the show today we'll be back again tomorrow with part two might have something in the afternoon uh reacting to the canada game um but that might be saved for monday we'll we'll see it's just scheduling wise we'll, we'll try to sort something out if there's like a bonus episode situation maybe either way uh thank you so much for tuning in supporting the show join the discord link is in the description we'd love to see you in there as uh we move into september now we're now just a couple weeks away i think on the 18th we'll be moving back to five days a week so you have that to look forward to to. got more ranking every raptor dropping the next one coming on friday and uh you know it's picking up here it's getting exciting even though there's nothing going on the locked on raptors podcast trudges forward uh please uh again find me on twitter at woodley sean follow the show on instagram we're on all the favorite podcast apps and on youtube for free each and every day we will talk to you again on friday with another episode thanks so much for hanging Bye bye